Welcome back, episode number 83 of the New York Pinches podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my coach, Ben Aluka. And today, don't worry, we're not talking about coaches. Everyone's done, sick of it, it's over. We're going to be discussing possible UFAs the Rangers could afford, Zach Jones, top five, stir the pot and more. But first, just want to let you guys know to go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN to subscribe to ESPN Plus to watch games and more. And yeah, let's get to it. And we are back. Guys, how's it going? Good, good. Uh, you know, happy Father's Day to everyone out there. I'm very glad I'm not a father, but uh, I was just—I was literally just going to say happy not Father's Day to yeah, happy not Father's Day to everyone who's managed to not be a father. Yeah, way to, way to dodge that bullet. But I, I called my dad uh, this morning uh, to wish him a happy birthday. As soon as I or happy birthday, <laughs> wish him happy Father's Day. Uh, which my version of doing that is as soon as I heard him pick up the phone and say hello, I started playing on guitar. Uh, and singing the Harry Chapin song, Cats in the Cradle. Um, that's been a long-running joke in my family where me and my brothers accuse my dad of being exactly like the dad in that song, which he is not at all. But I always grew up, I, and I thought he hated that song because he had such a negative reaction to it. And I asked him, I was like, why do you not like that song? He's like, I love that song. I just resented you and your brothers accusing me of being like that dad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, happy Father's Day, happy not Father's Day. Uh I know it's scant Rangers uh, content, but we got a few things to discuss here. We're, what are we talking about today, Berkey? All right. So each of us, obviously, as you guys know, uh, but for the listeners, each of us picked three players less than uh, roughly could be two million, but preferably less uh, potential signings the Rangers can make uh, when free agency hits. Um yeah, that's basically it. Luca, you want to start us off? So basically, yeah, I'll start you off. And, and I guess the the way I understood the assignment was to get the next uh, Jimmy VC, basically. The next version, the next bargain basement player who can actually be a very productive player on the team. Um, I... My brother brought him up when I was going through it. And it does make sense. I, I, I do especially after watching him in the playoffs. Um, I like him, and I don't think he's going to command a lot of money. Um, Nick Bukestad, uh, big guy, foe, or, uh, center, pretty good on face-offs. Um, I think he's a very interesting person to look at, um, especially if Barkley Goudreau is shipped out of town, which, you know, as we spoke to Vince last week, something is – there's multiple ways that he could – be uh, jettisoned out of New York. Uh, so I think that there's a really high probability that he might be gone and we might need to fill that fourth center void. Um, I think that's a really – that kind of person, uh, which is kind of the route that I went with my other two guys as well, um, might be a really good option as well. So I, I like Nick Bukestad. Uh, you should you should be able to get him between one and two million is my is really what I was getting at, you know. All right, uh, I think it's an excellent pick because um, my third pick is Nick Bukesa. Um Yeah, how do you like uh, it? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, thirty, and she's not an old old timer, uh, but doesn't command a huge salary. I mean, only twenty nine points uh, this last year. Uh, but if you look at his player card on uh, uh, Evolving Hockey, you know, he's got a 55-point um, percentile rank uh, for offense anyway. Um, so I think when you're going talking about depth center guy, which is like 
like Luby just said, something we're probably going to be needing. Seems like that might be a cheap option. Um, so I won't won't belabor the point anymore. But yeah, Nick, you said was my my third as well. All right. So for the first time ever, I do not have Brett's pick. Uh, this is kind of a bit of a gamble, and we could hear in a week or so he's announcing his retirement because of concussion issues. But just in case, number three is Andre Kasha. If he is going to play next season, you could get him probably for dirt cheap. Uh, he only played one game this year. Uh, he's had a history with concussions, but if you're able to snag him up, I mean, it's just low risk, high reward type situation. You might even be able to get him on a PTO. Um, mm. And that's, yeah, no, that's my number three. Uh, good power forward. Uh, I, I don't believe he, if it was 27th in the 2014 draft uh, in goals, I, I that probably is wildly, wildly inaccurate, but I believe that was it. Uh, yeah, I just, that's number three. I like that. Um I have two bigger names, uh, but they're on the back nine of their career. You know, Bjergstad is, is like, I think he's 30, 31. Um, yeah. So he still has a lot more, you know, tread on the tires. Um, but I'm going to go Jonathan Taves. Uh, now, a lot of people are probably like, guys, like, whatever. Like, if you get him to play third or fourth line minutes, the dude wins like 57 to 60% of his faceoffs. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's actually – think about what you need to replace if you're getting rid of Barkley Goudreau. Um, and I think that if he's not going to command uh, a lot of money, uh, and I think that there could be – I do believe there's a way you could pro possibly get him to $1 million. Someone's going to get him for a cheap deal because he's very – you don't know if he's even going to be able to play with his health concerns the past few years. Uh, so I don't think he's going to be able to command any kind of money. I also don't think he's really going to be going out there into the market looking for big money. I think he's just – he's made all of his money. He's won his cups. I think he just – if he's going to keep playing, he wants to try and win again. And so that might be one of the ways you get him, uh, especially if you can get Patrick Kane to a cheap contract, um, which I think is something that they might also get as well. Uh, that's – Completely different scenario, uh, but I, I think Taves might end up in that range as well, something around $2 million. Interesting pick. I didn't even consider him. Um, my second pick, and this isn't one that I'm even especially confident in, just when I look at the players that will fit in the cap here, you're kind of looking at two things, either kind of a underwhelming you know, guy that isn't old or a, an old guy that's like, does he have another good year in him? Um, this is kind of more of the underwhelming sort of thing, but uh, I got Connor Sheary for Washington. Um, he's 31 years old. Uh, he had 37 points. His whole career is kind of hovered around like a half point, you know, uh, per game player. Uh, but if, if you pull up his, if you pull up his, his analytics, uh, he is very positive, even strength offense. Um, more so than even his scoring actually kind of relates. Um, he's also one of those players that, that I just, I hear him a lot, you know, that there's something to be said about when you're watching a game, who you hear is like constantly involved in the action. Uh, he's one of those guys that stands out in that way. You hear his name a lot, you know, during Washington games, other teams he's played for. Um, and he's pretty, he should be pretty cheap. Uh, 31 years old. Uh, he plays left and right wing. 
So I, I think he's a drop-in guy that, you know, isn't going to wow you and isn't going to become a fan favorite or anything, but but could be a good fill-in. Nice. All right, yeah, my number two, and I was a bit hesitant of this because the Rangers sorely need to inject some speed into their lineup. But if you're going for the sandpaper route, you can sign a guy like Corey Perry. Uh, he made $1 million last year. Yeah, I, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew that that would be your action. I knew it when I picked him. I'm like, Brett's gonna say something the minute I say it. But, uh, but to be fair, how nasty of a third line would Kreider, Trocheck, and Perry be? I mean, I mean, that's a nightmare. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him on the third. I think that's no. that's asking too fourth much. Fourth line, fair enough. Fourth line, I'm saying, but I'm saying is like, if he's gonna be yeah. one million, I mean. No, look, I I kind of thought I I threw that name at, like around in my head as well. Like I, I as a fourth liner, like that's that's the caveat. Like any of these names, I'm like I'm really looking at them as fourth liners. Um, with the occasional, you know, and I could segue into my my next guy, but I you know the occasional third line player who might be just third line player. But I, I as a fourth liner, like I, I don't see anything wrong with Corey Perry. Like. The, like, yeah, a guy who just gets to the front of the net and, like, knows how to put a puck in. Like, like what's wrong with that? Yeah, no, uh, it's not that I disagree with any of that logic. It's more of just, like, don't make me cheer for Corey Perry, please. Oh, no, he's a douche. Yeah, it's not, I, you know, I, oh, there, there's no question, but I mean, like, yeah. him on the team, you know, on ice makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. Um. You know, so that's kind of can lead into like some of the names that I was like at least throwing around in my head. Eric Halla probably is going to get way too much money uh, for this entire exercise. Um, but I think he's a, you know, he showed himself, I think, in that devil series against the Rangers. I, I think he's a pretty solid player that would benefit any team. But I think he's going to get more than what we're asking for out of this exercise. Um, Max Domi, I think that if in the right situation, uh, in the right situation, I think he could be a very effective player. I think that he's also started to kind of come around on the fact that he's not in the league as well, has come around in the fact that he's not a top six player. Uh, like he was kind of broken into the league as. Um, so I kind of was toying between him and, uh, Paul Stasny. Um, but it's tough because Paul Stasny is obviously much better at face-off percentages um, than, than Domi. But it depends on what you're getting them for. You know what I mean? Like if you're getting someone to be like fourth line center, then, then I would go Stasny. If you're getting someone to play more, I'd go with the younger guy. I'd go with Domi. Um, I think he can get you a little bit more uh, if you're, if you're going to be moving, say, Filipino at some point in the trade, uh, I think Domi could be your third line center. Uh, something along those lines. I don't know. There's a lot of different options, but I, I would go for my third one is to be Domi. All right. Um, what is his contract right now? It's around $3 million, Um, But I, it's just like, you know, Players I like know, him I know the rules. By the way, we said two million, roughly, and preferably lower. Yeah. 
But it's just yeah. there are so many scenarios. First of all, well, we're not oh, I getting. I wasn't saying as a complaint. I was just purely curious. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, no. I'm just saying for the record, like it's nothing's going to be above three. That's for sure. Yeah. But it's just like it depends on do they buy out Goodrow, do they trade Goodrow, and do they keep Mont? Like all that changes varies from. Yeah. One million, two million, and two and a half million. Like you know, it, there's it, there's so many variables that go into it, and like the way I just kind of approached it was, who is a reclamation project that could potentially, who's the next uh, VC, who could who could potentially catch on? You know what I mean? Like VC, obviously, like he came in, he was drafted by was it Nashville, and he like spurned Nashville, signs with the Rangers, uh, he won the Hobie Baker Award, so he kind of came in with some type of ballyhoo i guess um you know when he was signed like i remember yeah, waiting that day it was like a big deal well, it, was, it was a big deal because they didn't have any free agent they didn't have any he actually had a really agent. quality good uh first season with the rangers yeah and because th that's because the team with all around him was pretty damn good too um if you think about it domi and vc have had similar careers not, not you know i think domi's topped out a little higher um, but they both kind of came in pretty dumb. I would say more highly touted when he first came in, but then, you know, they both kind of have, have sputtered a little bit. Uh, they had one 70 point uh, season and then. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think he could be a, a, a decent addition, uh, if utilized in the right system and, uh, given the proper role. Um, but yeah, Brett, what's your third? So my third, uh, and I thought it's first. Oh, first, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah really, I don't. These aren't ranked like we do. Our top yeah, I, I wasn't. Oh, I wasn't it's not. Oh, okay. In my head. No, right. no, no. I wasn't because uh, I kind of have two, and both of them were kind of absurd for different reasons. I think. Um, so fuck it. I don't give a shit. Uh, so the I, one I gave I like really, seven in my last answer. So just go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, the one I'm, I'm like, I even tried to look up to find out like what his actual status was and it i'm like is he actually available or is he like going back home i think he's going back home is what it is but anyway uh the one that i would love to get but i think he's probably he's probably priced out is evan rodriguez um he's you know he's about to have, again about the 39 points last year he's playing for two million he's 29 uh but you look at his advanced stats and they're fucking outrageous uh, you know what you said it and i he played for colorado right yeah Colorado. Yeah. Uh, and he Every time I watch Colorado, he had a rocket up his fucking ass. Oh, he does. You look, dude. Look at his, uh, his, his, his advanced stats, and they're fucking outrageous. Like his, yeah, his even strength offense, his even strength defense. I mean, like de defensively, he is an absolute nightmare to play against. He's like absurd. Like his percentile rank is like ninety six. Uh, defensively, it's insane. He still like provides good, uh, you know, depth offense as well. And, and that's why I can't believe, like, even though he's never really made more than $2 million a year, I'm like, is he not due for a bigger payday? And if it's still in that range, I was like, God, he's who I really would love to get. But I feel like he probably prices out of us. Um, and the other one, maybe this is re revealing some ignorance uh, about the, the league at, at, at large, but I, I just wonder, I'm like, is David Krejci actually available? I know he's a UFA. He hasn't retired. Is he going back to, to Czechia again? Or I, I feel like if he, if he plays anywhere, it's going to be Boston. In... I yeah. know, yeah. but he's technically a UFA. He's yeah. 50 fucking six points. He's a million-dollar contract, and I get that he's like a Boston lifer and whatnot. 
But if they, if for some reason they're like, no, we don't, we don't want him, and he actually is available, and he wants to get one more year under his belt, and maybe do another cup run or whatever. If that's if that's somehow within the realm of possibility, like I have to at least mention him. So those are the two people, and that's the reason why I was cheating towards Evan Rodriguez. I knew Krejci was like, that's not really a thing. Um, but those the, are the problem two- is though is that because the free agency market just flat out sucks this year. You're going to see a lot of teams overpay for that depth. Yeah. Well, I think you're also, we kind of talked about it last week or a few weeks ago when, when Berkey started mentioning like, you know, they're going to be overpaying for, for, yeah. you know, for quote unquote grit. And look, we, we, you, you can, you know, roll your head, you know, roll your eyes, you know, whatever about like, you know, the, the term grit and all this shit, but Vegas just won the cup and they were a pretty damn big freaking physical team. But they were the skilled ass, also. Like, they were what? They were skilled also, though. That's the yeah, point. But they also had a guy on the team that the Ranger fans hated. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like to be fair, like, every player that leaves us does better. No, but to be fair, I think the Ranger fans are just ridiculous. I, I think they're they're like it's like it's like Brett Howden. Like the guy came in and uh, this is a completely different tirade. But like people just shat on him for everything and. I don't know. It's just, I find it when people are like, oh, like all he could do is skate. It's like, that's a pretty fucking valuable asset. In the well, NHL. I mean, he, he, he basically was doing cardio. It's not like he really did anything. Yeah. yeah I mean, but I, also, I, I, like, could it maybe be because of the Rangers organization had a partner? It, it, it's very possible. And, you know, we, a, we have a whole a, list it is, of it is a players to prove it. That they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, but I don't know. It, it's, 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 it's frustrating because it's just like, Especially with like younger players, you do want to. Besides defensemen and goaltenders, how many true star or even top six players have they developed when within the system where they stay with the Rangers? The right. only one that I can think of recently is Kreider and Bushnevich. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's it. Atrocious. Those are the only two. Uh, and they're both wingers, so they bunch, have. And then there's a bunch of maybes and hopefuls on the kids. Yeah, like let's. Say, um, and I would say that a lot of that more historically has been lack of good draft position. And I'm not going back to like the early 2000s because that's like going really, really far back. But like, well, yes, Anderson from the beginning. Everyone, yeah, knew. I'm not listening. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I don't know. I'm not going to litigate. Yeah, we we could go like through years. an hour's worth. Yeah, I don't really care what about went that wrong. Right yeah, but, yeah. But, our, our drafting has been dog shit. I mean, we we can definitely look at player development. So, is it the draft? Like, I'm not. I'm forget the Leah Sanderson both. pick. It's it's both, but I think our drafting has has been very very poor, and I, you know a lot. Of but I think Lafreniere and Kako prove that well, it might no, be more on the development side. I, I I don't even know about that. I mean, because this is this such a small sample size when you're talking about players that you 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 know especially your first round picks you only get you only get you know one maybe two of them would be you know traded for it it's not a huge sample size to be able to say you know that one way or another and all and those two picks are also like those were what every single team in the league would have done so i'm not even holding that as a value judgment for whether or not that's good or good or bad drafting but good lord i mean you look at some we had a chance to draft velarde instead of anderson we could have drafted nick suzuki instead that's yeah. that's the one that, that 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 makes me mad because I'm like that is that would have been an absolute game changer but 
Yeah, we don't need to litigate the whole thing, but but yeah, I, I, it's definitely both things. But you also look back at the drafting. And the like, only really good pick they had, because 2017, I mean, it sucked, the draft. There, there were a few good players that came out of it, but that, that was atrocious, was Filipino. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so well, anyway, yeah. anyway, um, number one, now a lot has to go right for this to happen, but it is still in the realm of possibility, is Connor Brown. He played four games, tore his ACL, and I know when people hear they tore their ACL, they're thinking of Blay now and, you know, don't touch that. But before that, he was really damn good. He, yeah. Where was he last year? He was in Washington, played four games. Before that, he played in uh, Ottawa, had 39 points. Everyone got hurt in Washington last year. Yeah. yeah. Their entire fucking roster was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, 39 points with Ottawa the year before. Um, I... What's his contract, though? Is it really that cheap? So that's the thing. With an ACL injury, right, and you only played the first four games – you know, what's the market going to be like, right? You could, you can make a claim why it's going to be as low where the Rangers could afford him, but you can also make a claim that, you know, it's going to be way too much, right? It, it It's just, you don't know a lot of stuff have to go right. But honestly, I think it could be in the realm of possibility that, I mean. Boy, I love, I, I, then Berkey, the, I, it, that to me is the pick of this whole thing then, because, because you're right. I'd be willing to gamble on it because that you can actually get him at an affordable price because everyone he could he could be out. he could be everyone's claiming we need to find another Jesper Fast. He could be your Jesper Fast. Mm. Yeah, dude. I mean, he, he's that aggressive, goes hard, puck battles, has a solid shot. He could be that right winger for Panarin. If if uh, obviously if the assuming that Lafreniere and Kako are on the first line, but that's a whole different discussion. But if you want that type of player. He, your best bet is him. A lot has to go right, but. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just pulled up his stats here. I mean, like last three years, uh, 39 points in 64 games, 35 points in 56 games, 43 in 71 games. I'm like, that's some good depth offense right there. Yeah, like uh, that, that'd be that'd be phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, all it takes is some random rebuilding team or some team to say, Hey, we'll give you three and a half million. And, and that knocks them off the market for the Rangers. Yeah, right. Right. But, but right. like, so ease, but it's also can easily happen where all the teams are concerned. Now we towards ACL, you know, we'll give you a million or 2 million. And then if the Rangers could get a little more than that, they might be able to get them. Yeah. You know, fuck it. If he gets, if he gets hurt, just put him on long-term injury reserve and bring him back to the playoffs. You know, that's the move to make anyway, obviously. <clears throat> Yeah, I agree. Good segment. Yeah, no, no. Honestly, I when we were, uh, I was doing this today, I did not think there were going to be any encouraging options. There, there is one or two that I, that are definitely enticing. So, I, I mean, when is the last time at this boring of an off season? Uh, probably like twenty fifteen. The, the, when, when they were going to, like, the, the Eastern Conference, like, I would say between 2012 and 2015, it was pretty boring uh, off-seasons because you knew, that, like, whatever deals they were making were, were would be made at the deadline. 
Well, but they got Brian Boyle. I'm saying I'm not saying they ended up working in the end, but I'm saying is like they did get a few, you know, either big fish. Um, and also, even though they didn't get them in the end, they were in the talks this year. They're not they're not even in those talks. I mean, of course, you'll see them in the talks because the New York Rangers, even though it does not mathematically make any sense. But I mean, I, I also would say the 2017 year as well, like after before the letter was pretty ho-hum. Um, although they did sign Shattenkirk, I think, maybe that year. So maybe it definitely... Yeah, it was Shattenkirk. And then the yeah. rebuilding years, like we had the draft picks, Panarin, yeah. Truba Fox. Just because it's boring doesn't mean it's not effective or good. No, no. that totally agree. I'm just saying, like, this boring of an offseason where it's just like, I mean, we're literally talking about depth players here. Like, there's no big fish. There's none of that. Our big move yeah. was a coach. Yeah, that that was as good as it's going to get, really. Yeah. Zach Jones, two years. What do we think? I mean, um, it's it's a it's just a two year deal. It's it's he, it wasn't going to be any. I mean, it's a pretty simple contract to get done. I don't. It's I don't think it's really anything worth going in depth on i think he actually is going to get dealt at the draft do you really yeah i mean that's not that's not a great way to build a relationship with an agent just sign and trade him right away no i i I don't no i think it actually might be i think it's 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 a like you know that like they go into like if they're they can go into a conversation like look it's also a one-way deal so like They had they had to have had conversations uh, about where he's going to end up playing lot playing time Hartford or you know what I mean like so especially when it's a one way deal like that kind of knocks out a lot of different variables uh, and that is a possibility or a distinct possibility that you know it's a uh, very similar to the Niels Lundqvist situation last offseason. Well, they do have a problem with the lack of puck moving defensemen. And I don't think they do. I, I I disagree with that narrative that you talk about. Every okay, hold on, hold on. Besides Fox, who? Uh, Miller, Truba. Miller, if he's at his best, he has not been consistent. Truba couldn't hit the side of a barn with a pass. Okay, I think the entire you're talking about puck moving defensemen, but you're not talking about like team actually doing any kind of breakout. It's, 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 also it's, I'm it's, saying is when I'm saying the puck moving defenseman, I don't mean necessarily. Sorry, let me clarify. I don't necessarily mean only just breaking it out. I mean, someone who could help generate offense within the zone as well. I think Truba and Miller are both in, I'm not, look, I'm, I'm not going to say they're in the same class as Fox. Not that I'm not, I'm not smoking like crack tonight. Um, but I, I do think that both of them have ability to do that. I think that you have to have support to do that. Like, I think that we saw it so often last year, like, breakouts were awful and it's not just you can't just throw it all on the defense oh no it wasn't um, we all agreed it was not so on the I, defense. It's, it's one of those things that i don't necessarily i think it's very hard to say that one way or another um that that is one of the bigger issues with the defense i don't necessarily uh i don't know i don't necessarily agree that that is the but wouldn't it then be worth it to have him on 
and see was it the structure that was just hot garbage and the breakout could be much better or maybe there is something to it i think it's worth it just from the standpoint of laviolette is known as a coach who pushes offense and that kind of system could uh bode well for a player like zach jones um and it, you know what I mean? So like that, like you're that, not going to get that, anyone else. Well, they don't have the cap. What? You're not going to get anyone else. You don't have the cap I'm, to do but that. But also, like, I'm also tired of the narrative that like Ranger fans want Bobby fucking Orr as their sixth defenseman. Like every no, year, I don't they, want him like, as my sixth no, defenseman. Just, no, but my 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 point is, is I'm I'm I just like it's tiring. Like listening every year, like everyone just complains about the sixth defenseman. It's like, what do you want the sixth defenseman to do? No, no, okay. I agree that people definitely do overreact to the sixth defenseman, but let's be let's be fair here. Their past sixth defenseman was Patrick Nemeth, who was the worst analytical defenseman in that year. Ben Harper, I, I get Ben Harper. I'm not. I don't mind until the trade deadline. I don't want him in the playoffs. But what the hell? It's fair. But we definitely did have a string of just terrible sixth defensemen. It's not that. I mean, obviously there are people who are expecting freaking Bobby Orr, but they're is something to it that they have not been good enough. No, I, I get it. But like, also like those, a lot of those six defensemen go like to other teams and win cups. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Are they, they're, they're not good enough for us, but they're good enough to go win a cup. Like that. I no, of course, but hilarious. it's just giving you the best percentage chance to do it. Hell, Jack Johnson won it. Right. Well, yeah. actually he didn't play that much, but he won it. Right. It, yeah. I'm not saying yeah, the sixth defense. Right. right. I'm not saying okay, the sixth defenseman like, is going to be the make or break. I'm just saying is if you have a person that can help, you might as well give it a shot. Especially there is a question if it's the structure or is it the puck moving defenseman, no, and also I, not I, just breakout creating offense. Miller no, has not been, but Miller yeah, has no. not been consistent. Yeah, listen, I'm Miller's number one fan here. He has not been consistent yet. No. And Truba, I, 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 I'm not even going to get into that. Most Lindgren defensemen is, under the age of 25 aren't consistent. No, I'm not blaming him. Hell, I, I think yeah. he's going to be a great player. But I'm just saying, you know, you got to give yourself the best possible chance. And possibly giving Jones that shot. I, I, I see both sides of what you're talking about here. And 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 I, I for one, agree that I, I don't necessarily think it's just a personnel thing of why we weren't good at moving the puck, and especially on breakouts. Our breakouts were such a joke. It was always super long stretch passes that, like, you have to have the absolute right people to be able to pull off, and it was not a sustainable. They rival my beer team. I don't know why we. Yeah, I don't know why we kept on doing that. Um, so I do think a better system could help the personnel play a lot better in that regard. Uh, the other thing is that the idea that that Truba is not a good puck moving defenseman is kind of a narrative that's been driven, you know, based off the last few years. But you also have to remember, as Lucas said, with the personnel. In Winnipeg, in his last year in Winnipeg, he had 42 fucking assists. 40. Yes. He can do that. I think he tried to do too much to begin with and then has also not had people that can actually help have those stats a little bit more as well. So I think he can be somebody to, to do that. Uh, now, having said all that, I, I, I would be fine if they deal with Zach Jones to move up in the draft in the first round. I'm cool with that. I'd also be fine with checking the kid out because I still think there's be – He's got some sneaky moves to him that I think that if he gets the right coach that can get that can get him going in the right direction, he could be like a little Fox Jr. out there. Um, or at least that's like my diehard fan hope. Um, and I would just love to see it play. I'd love to see him get a real shot because um, obviously Blant never really wanted him out there. 
Um, so I, I'd be fine with, you know, taking uh, taking some time uh, for him to, to to see if he can actually do it um, because it really could be great because, yeah, it's a sixth defenseman, so he doesn't have to be Fox. Uh, if Schneider can actually, uh, you know, keep progressing because he's somebody that's actually been, you know, I think steadily progressing, getting better and better all the time. Uh, he hasn't shot to the moon or anything, but it's been a nice solid ramp up. And I'm expecting that. And so you have him being a nice physical force. Then you have uh, Zach Jones. It, it On paper, in an ideal world, it could make sense. And so I kind of would like to see that play out. However, if they do deal him at the draft, I'm not going to be that pissed off about it either. But um, I think it's a it's a n- absolute no-brainer move to, to give him that contract. Um, and, and I do wonder if we don't if we don't uh, use him, who does go into that role? Because we don't have money to spend on a 6D. Even even trying to get somebody for a million and a half could really throw a wrench in the works for who we're playing on the fourth line then too. So, um, you know, as a budget-saving move and as a trial run, see if he can do it, I, I wouldn't mind keeping around seeing what happens. So that's my two You also got to think about, like, one of Laviolette's most uh, successful teams. Obviously, he's, he's coached three different teams to Stanley Cups, but – Go back to the last one that went uh, the, I think it was the 2017 Predators, where they had Subban, uh, Yossi, yeah. uh, Ryan Ellis, Ekholm, and uh, and so was that, did I already say Subban? Matt Irwin and Yannick and Weber were yeah. the sixth and se- uh, fifth and sixth, I believe. Yeah, so like they, he, I mean that that was a pretty damn potent back end. Um, now, granted, like a lot of those guys, like Sue Banhart, already want a, a Norris, um, you know. But I feel like the style that they, that you know, he kind of uh, allows them to play can play into their uh, into their hands like a little bit, and I think that can help the defenseman a lot. Uh, and I think that you don't, I think you might not even have to change anything with the defense and you see tremendous strides in the breakout uh, slash just puck moving all over. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's that, that, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, I, I do think it's worth noting about that specific team that he coached as well. No. Yeah. And regarding, by the way, Truba, the reason why he, even though he did prove that he could do it, I'm hesitant because his defensive partner, Josh Morrissey, and it was known at the time how great their chemistry was. Uh, chemistry, I mean, with Miller, I, I'm not a fan of that pair. Uh, but no, no, it's a fair point you made that, like, you've seen he can do it. It's just you don't know if he can do it with someone else. Again, I'm not saying he's going to score 50 points. Um, yeah. I'm not expecting that out of him, but no, you've no, seen no, no. that he can do stuff. Um, and listen, he'll never obviously live up to that eight million deal it's it's not happening no. doesn't mean but he can't be an also, effective player yeah also like the rangers were and i don't know the i'm not questioning the contract by the way from the rangers perspective we didn't no one knew about no. covid you can't predict about you no, can't predict oh there's covid no. gonna happen and you know no i it's, i mean that's it's impossible but the thing that like you're you're talking about like you, you know they need to improve puck moving defensemen i'm and I could be wrong, but I do believe that they were, I don't know, I'll have to look it up. They were at some point last year in the top five, maybe the top 10 in points by defensemen. 
and that and that wasn't all Fox. Like obviously Miller Miller put up a, a really You're good year. this year. Yeah, this past year. Hold on. I'm I'm pretty sure they were. In the I, I I it sounds familiar. Uh, sounds familiar. I, I heard a stat like, throughout the season that they they were they were they were at one point they were top five. At some point, I don't know how long that lasted. If it lasted the entire season, um, but you know, you're saying this, and I think you're right. They can get a lot better, specifically in breakouts. But, but they that's the thing. It's not just breakout though. It's generating generating um, offense. You know, in the offensive zone, it's they don't have people that can you know walk the wire per se. Like you know, they really don't have those type of elusive players. And I'm not asking for another fox. I'm just asking for a person that doesn't shoot at the side of the net. 99 out of 100 times and i'm not putting that on lingering either he's our defensive one defensive defense so that's not on him either i am looking up right now though um it it did sound familiar what you said all right well while while you're looking that up do you have a stir the pop rep i do i do have a stir the pop and actually it is a rangers one as well even though we were thinking i might not do that that way um to the thought, if you could go back and redo one move that Drury has done that isn't trading Buchnevich, what would you have him do? Whether that's trades, acquisitions, or contracts that he's given out. At this point, you get one redo. What are you doing? And so we're only keeping it to when Drury jumped on board, correct? Yeah, yeah. This is just Drury. You get to redo one of his decisions, not Buchnevich. And what is that going to be? Uh, Wait, this is a si- signings also, or just trades? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any, any you, transaction. Okay. Any, any transactions, whether it's a, a contract resigning, whether it's you, you, you want Chesty for five more years than he got it done, or you think Mika was overpaid, or whatever, or a deadline acquisition, or trade, or anything. What for me, do? Uh, it's Trocheck. Signing him at all? Just signing him at all. I, I I like him. I just think that they. Um. Now it's 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 just it's really interesting. I don't know what they're gonna do with. Look, you obviously need three centers. You need you need three. You know you need, you need four competent centers really, but you need three centers. Um to be able to do something. Obviously, you know, you have Mika doing uh first line rule. Uh, I don't necessarily, we don't know what Heedle is yet, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the strides that he made and I love his game. It's just the face-offs are really scary for me. Um, and inconsistent scoring, too. He is awful at face-offs and he started to put together scoring this year a little bit. Um, is that going to take, is he going to take a step like a lot of those young predators did with Laviolette this year? Um, I don't know. It's it's just, I don't necessarily, I don't love the term that Trocheck got. Um, the money, I don't really care about, mainly because it's not my money. Um, but Well, if it wasn't for I, the yeah, money, you could have yeah, actually was, signed Tarasenko right now. Yeah, and I, but you know this is the thing with with Trocek too. I do like him. I do think he's a very very good player. Um, I just don't necessarily know if that was the best situation because uh, if if you do take him off the roster, 
Heedle has to play much, much bigger minutes last year. Um, and maybe that, maybe that works. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. We don't know. Um, but I think that was at least the time to figure it out. Um, and may, may, I don't know, may, maybe, maybe he'll take another big step this year. Who, who the hell knows? Um, but I think if I was going to take away one move, cause I don't, I don't really, aside from the Bushnevich deal, I don't think any of his moves and I could be wrong. Cause I'm not looking at it. And this is a stir of the pot thing. And I didn't really look at it beforehand. I can't think of any of his other moves that I'm really, really upset with. You know, like, I mean, listen, hindsight, it's um, 2020, but at the time I understood the Patrick Nemeth signing. Oh, majority of people did. He seemed like a quality defenseman. That's your, you know, sixth, nothing to it. And he just abysmal was an understatement. Um, and besides, you know, he also million, did that because he wanted to do that for Niels Lundqvist to get right. like another. So like, I, I, I understood that I liked them. Yeah, but the this, this is a hindsight question. This isn't. This isn't right, saying right, right. What he should have done. This is the hind. You get to go back and redo. Him. So I'm not going to say him because they did end up getting rid of his contract. So there were long term problems there. Yeah. Oh, I, I gotta. I gotta. Okay, I got a loophole here. No Goudreau, because that would mean they have the money now to resign Butchnevich. Bam, <laughs> bam, there you go. There you go. There you go. I would do the Trocheck one, by the way. I just figured, you know, do a different okay. one. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, well, funny enough, my answer to the question is a Butchnevich trade because it's so fucking bad, it breaks the rules. There are no rules with this. It's horse shit, and I'm still mad about it. And I'll be mad till the day I fucking die. That's how bad it pisses me off every time. By the way, St. Louis, that St. Louis Blues account, they do it on purpose. They just randomly one day, two weeks ago, posted Butch Nevich highlights on it. I'm like, you did that on purpose. There is no way you didn't know what you were doing. And and then like you you see about you see all these analytic people just posting how great he is. You're like, oh my gosh, just just stop, just stop. It's. It hurts. It still hurts. It's always going to hurt. It, it, it hurts even more things. because that's what you needed. Yeah, it is. It absolutely. The Banajad played his best with him. I mean, I know he got ninety points this year, but like, man, he looked so much better. Yep, exactly, exactly. So yeah, Stir yeah. The there you go. All right, Luca, you got your uh, top five. Yeah, so obviously today's Father's Day, as as Brett alluded to right when we started off. Uh, I'm gonna we're doing like a little Father's Day theme, best father son duos in the NHL history. Um, so this, this is, I mean, if, if we're doing just now, it's really hard because obviously the the rule is both the father and son have had to have played in the NHL at one point. Um, I'll kick mine off. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, Sam Reinhart and his father, mainly because the fact that the guy had another, uh, I think he had two other sons that were drafted in the first round as well. Um, oh, I thought, I thought we were doing one son, one father. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. I was just, whatever. Did that make sense? What I said? Yeah. No, I, I no, it made sense. What you said. I, I was just, when you, when you texted saying, uh, father works. and son duo, I was thinking, whatever. Anyway, do you want forget the it, forget it, forget it. 
Okay. Just, just for uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, Reinhardt's, um, mainly because I, I stalled on my fifth one and I couldn't think of anyone else. So uh, I'll leave it at that. Um, and that's my number five right there. Also, Sam Reinhardt had a really good postseason, so it's just in the forefront of my mind. Yeah, that's a good pick. I like that one. I didn't think about. I didn't think about them. Um, he also had. I, I could. I can't. I know Griffin was a first round pick by the Islanders. He flamed out right really quickly. But I think he had another brother drafted in the first round as well. So just phenomenal sperm from him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number five. Um, and I don't. Even, I don't even like these guys really. But I just think it's hilarious how different they were uh, as players. And it's gonna be Ty and Max Domi. Uh, I mean, just complete flip. I mean, Ty Domi was just such an absolute goon fest out there. Yeah. Uh, and that's not Max Domi's game. Uh, so I, I think they're kind of a funny father and son duo in that regard. Because uh, when I first heard Max Domi coming up, I was like, oh, is this going to be another absolute bruiser out there just pounding people's face? And it's like, oh, no, not really, actually. Uh, yeah. Like, cool. So that's my number five. All Working right. Here your whole list right now on the fly huh just say it okay uh my number five is keith kachuk and matthew kachuk there you go no they're number five you're not yes. even mentioning brady what no no i well first of all, no i'll mention brady but i thought we were just doing a father and a son and if you had other so sons brady, that played so, in the nhl so, then so, so matt matt's better than brady so brady's out of the family yeah absolutely yeah, basically, basically. I, I, I'm fine with that, but what I'm that sounds good with is that your number five? Did you reorder this just to try to take away bullets out of my chamber? So it's very, like, very possible. I'm like, that's horseshit. There's no way that's your fifth. Like, Keith and Matt Kachuk, like, that's got to be top three on your list. Like, it's got to be. This is – I can't wait to hear the rest of yours. I can't wait. Oh, you are, it's got to be atrocious. I'm, I'm going to get a bunch of texts from people saying, what the hell are you doing? You are gaming this just to try to – okay, it's fine. It's fine. All right, Luca, what you got? Number four. Uh, oh, shit, is it my, my turn now? It is, yeah. Oh, shit, sorry. I was looking up – I was trying to – I'm looking up to see if what the stats are for defensemen uh, last year scoring. No, whatever. Oh, I tried to look it up. I, I couldn't – Yeah, I think there were – I think the Rangers were ninth in the league last year. Um. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Nylanders. Uh Willie Michael Nylander, and there's another. He's got a brother as well, correct? Uh, drafted by Buffalo, he's bounced around a little bit. Um, similar to the Reinhardt situation. Um, although I think uh, Michael Nylander was the father, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he. I think he had a much better career than uh, than Paul Reinhardt did, obviously. Um, and uh, obviously, Willie Nylander is having a pretty damn good career of his own right now. Um, so that's my number four. Yep. Good pick. And because I'm not a coward like someone else on this podcast, my four wow. pick is Michael and William Nylander. Um, there you go. And I'm fine with just owning that. You know, I'm not just switching my things around just so I, I don't get accused of coughing. It's fine. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, they're great. Michael Nylander had a, had a really great career. Um, and, and William Nealon, I'm just a really big fan of his game. He's another one of those guys. Every time you watch him, he is just he's electric and he makes things happen. Uh, he, you know, on that Toronto team with already a bunch of other really, really good players, he still manages to sometimes be the most notable player on the in the in the, in the game. He right? really is the like that's at, in like big games. Sometimes he's like the only noticeable player. Yeah, and that's saying something when you have Marner and Matthews and Tavares on that team. 
that yeah. he's actually the one that stands out. He's like, he looks like he's like sometimes the only one that's actually really trying and everyone else is kind of floating around. He's just like, well, fuck it. I'll just take this in then, you know? Uh, yeah. So I love that. So yeah, big, big fan uh, of both those guys. So yeah, the Nylanders are my number four. Berkey, what you got? Yeah, I already know I'm going to hear it, but uh, JP and Zach Parise. Jesus. <laughs> that, that, no, that, that I actually saw that. It's not I, that I, bad. No, it is. Oh. pretty good. Just the head of the Kachucks is, is, is makes me. Yeah, the head of the Kachucks is a little fucking bizarre, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pick itself is fine. I'm not quibbling with that, but that should be fine. The, that the Kachucks are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the Kachuk one, that's going to be the theme throughout this entire thing. Because that's yeah, just exactly. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, number three for uh, number three for me is going to be the Kachucks. Um, you know, I, it speaks for itself that Kachucks are fucking. I mean, Brady and Matt are unbelievable. Keith was a fucking absolute lunatic, um, absolute psychopath, um, and he could possibly be getting a call on Wednesday uh, along with Henrik. Um, so that 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 that'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Kachucks speaks for itself. Um, but yeah, that's my number three. Good pick. Good pick. Um, my number three, and I, I, I won't lie, these guys probably should be up one more um, on my list, but I hate both of them with such a passion. Any professional athlete or almost anybody that refers to themselves in the third person uh, can just go fuck themselves. Um, and then, you know, his dad was an absolute piece of shit, unrepentant racist. But you're talking about hockey players, Bobby and Brett Hall have to be mentioned. Oh, I had no idea who the fuck you were talking about. I'm like, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, like, no, I, I had no idea. You ever heard Brett Hall he, in an interview? Like, I've seen him more than on one occasion talk about Brett Hall did blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my God, you need to stop. And I hate that we have the same first name, too. Uh, I loved him when I was a kid before I knew uh, what a garbage human being him and his father were. Uh, but you're in your list. My my list is probably wow. I can't believe I forgot about the holes. I that's a fucking really you didn't you forgot about the holes. Even I didn't forget that. I forgot about them. Well, I mean, you forgot about someone then. Oh, I, 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 we all, we all forgot about someone. Let's just leave it at that and we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I was, I was doing this on the bus. I think my number one is pretty, pretty rock solid. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm pretty, mine, mine's pretty rock solid too. I feel like so. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, but Bobby and Brett Hall, man, uh, if you're just going by point totals, it's hard to, it's hard to beat. So yeah, here we go. Also, one of the funniest quotes ever, uh, was by Brett Hall's son. Uh, and he goes, he goes, I have to be the dumbest fucking person in the history of uh, organized hockey. My father and like, oh, my, yeah. what, it, was like it was like, it was like my father had like, you know, whatever, 500, 600 goals, whatever the hell it was. My grandfather had, you know, this many goals and points and I decided to play fucking goalie. Yeah, I, yeah, that was a great like one. Of the, it was one of the funniest quotes I've ever seen. I was like, that's absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm just trying to. Anyway, uh, my number three, Peter and Paul Stastny. Number okay. three. Okay. It's not, not bad. Not bad. No, no, no. I mean, they're, isn't Jan a, was it, wasn't Jan Stastny a, a yeah. 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 Okay. That was the uncle. Okay. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. Again, I thought we were just doing one father, one son. So, and the other ones it were I, disowned. I saw an so. uncle. So clearly, I don't know the fucking rules. Is Jan um, the uncle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. He's the uncle. Yeah. Sounds like Jan is a very uncle name. Um, 
<laughs> anyway, uh, Jan, Peter, Paul, whatever. Uh, Stasi's not going to put it number two for me. Um, see, see, yeah, this uh, is why I'll, I switch it up. Imagine now if I moved it up to two. Oh, yeah, because then the list would be all misconstrued. Um, <laughs> Brett, Brett, who's your number two? I actually just realized that I did forget one, and now I'm really angry because I like want to throw Ty and Max Domi off my list. Yeah. But I also I can't change my top two, but now I'm really pissed because I, I literally just I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Fuck it. Anyway, uh it's Keith to Matt Matkachuk. Uh I, I think Matkachuk's uh, I think he's gonna eclipse his father, and his father had a, an amazing career uh as well. Um I, I mean it's just unconscionable that that Berkey did not have that higher on his list. And it's just it's just sheer insanity. Um and just pure gaming because he doesn't doesn't want to be seen as a copycat. We all know you're not copying. It's just a joke. I mean, there were eight weeks in a row. There was one time we were identical. I know it was, but it was funny. Oh no, was, it was hilarious. Was so, it, it was, it was hilarious. hilarious. But now you're trying to game it, and I don't, I don't like it because now the list is compromised, and we should, we should have integrity about what we. Okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. So, but, but yeah, that, that's that. Uh, we don't need to say anything more about Keith and Matt Kachuk, but yeah, it's number two. Oh, we're already up to me. I'm, I, I just straight up spazzed out there. Um. Yeah, my number two is Bobby and Brett Hull. Enough that's, said. That's basically it. Enough yeah. said. Um, so if we all don't have the same number one, I really don't know what else we're doing on this podcast. We might just this might be the last episode. Um, Gordy Howe and and his son Mark. Yeah, I, I really I really don't know where else we go from there. Um, they're both Hall of Famers. Kind of end of the conversation. It was like the beginning and the end of the conversation right there. So. Yep, Brett. He, he doesn't have no. Brett, you don't have him. All right, I guess yeah. this is the end of the podcast. All right, thank you to all the listeners. Oh, I know that's what I just realized. It's what I was referring to just a few minutes ago. I that's what oh I just oh gosh. So who's, who's I completely forgot now? about this. No, because like I put all my energy in, in today into looking up the. You, uh, in fairness, you did have like a thirty-seven hundred hour bike ride today. <laughs> <laughs> I did bike thirty-six miles today. It's true. Uh, and I did have a very long nap as well. And, and, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't research. I, I, I did zero research for the, um, for the father son duo. That was just pure off the top of my mind, um, thing. Like, and, and I put my research into the, uh, the, the question of what free agents we'd want to UFAs we'd want to get. Um, so I put zero time in. So yeah, I don't have, I don't have Gordy and, and Mark Allen. That's just unconscionable, but Okay. Okay. So not nothing now about Michael Chuck. Hey, no, no, that's who, no, who's, no, who's no, no, no. Because that was an error of omission. That you, that was an intentional evasion of reality on your part, and I think that's worse. Okay, my mine was was just pure oversight. And in fairness to you, you got this maybe four, like three hours ago. So it's it's I'm I still I I still I'll own it. That was a terrible thing, and I and I'm and I'm sorry, but it's not my number one. Uh, obviously, if I was redoing this list, high max, everyone bumps down uh, a step. So who who is your number one? It's it's Peter and Paul Statsy. I mean, I think, okay. I think I think it has to be. I think that has to be the number two. Uh, honestly, to yeah. me, it was like the number one. It was the first one I thought of. I think they're you know, uh, I mean, Peter Statsy. Some of the people don't realize just how incredible he actually was and you look at his stats and it's like uh, again pulled up here uh yeah 977 games that had 1239 points like just ridiculous stuff um it's pretty good yeah pretty good and then paul stats he's been phenomenal as well 
Um, so the, uh, to me, they're a clear number two. And obviously, if I was redoing it, everyone bumps down, and then I'd have uh, I'd have Gordy and Mark. Anyway, that's my. Did we uh, ask number. Neil Smith how close was Peter Stastny to be a Ranger? It, it wasn't. They gave him. How close was it? We never asked him at all. I, yeah, I, I, I distinctly remember never even bringing that up. Because no they gave an offer. Way before my time. No idea. Yeah. That was 1995, no? Or was no it idea. 1998? I don't know. I, whatever. Who cares, though? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to maybe acknowledge regarding – I want to – bring up the exact thing so i'm not misquoting or anything that would not be great um i even sent it in the chat the to avoid this yeah I, I mean like there's nothing really to take out of it but it was just arthur staple mentioned in his right article here. you got it all right yeah i mean basically they're just saying their their question is it's an article uh art stapleton or art staple Staple. Staple. Stapleton is the the Giants beat writer. That's why. Um, so yeah, there's an Art Stapleton and Arts and Arthur Staple, which is really confusing. Um, but basically, they're just questioning his work ethic and dedication to hockey. Which, I mean, like, if you pay attention and like, it's like obviously, like the guy was in consensus number one pick, and clearly things haven't worked out yet for him so yeah it wouldn't be the it, may, it makes sense that like if that's that's a, that's an issue you know what i mean it's not like we're really doing great detective work here but there's also really yeah. no sources so it's 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 kind of a it's, it's a something that'd be right concerning now. just because he really really needs it again we we don't know to what extent yada yada etc cetera, etc cetera, but he really needs it he needs to work on his skating all this he needs to work on a bunch of things and that's yeah, and but I, i'm saying we, here's we the thing know. here's the thing he was known for right his playmaking and all that stuff coming in that can't show without skating if you don't have that time and space that can't show how much is it that he needs to work on that or on the skating right maybe well, yeah. fixing one would really help the other yeah, for sure. We we already talked about his skating before and, and, and whatnot. And that's I don't think it's any secret to anybody watching him that if he was better at that, it would be make a big difference. The the one thing I do want to add to that, uh, the whole work ethic thing is it is something that I noticed. I remember my dad and I having a conversation. His father saying anyway, so might as well. Um, my dad and I have a conversation early on that we both noticed how poorly conditioned Lafreniere was his first year. That he was yeah. frequently taking, he was for, frequently the first one off on his line. And if they panned to the bench at all, he was huffing air way more than anyone else. And we were both like, kid's 18 years old. He's been playing hockey all the time. Now he had that COVID thing, you know, in the break and whatnot too. But it seemed like a lot of players would have taken that time off of hockey and put that into conditioning, put that into strength training and, you know, skating and whatnot. And it doesn't look like he did. So, uh, when you mentioned that Arthur Staple thing, and, and there's obviously not a lot of great context there to explain exactly what they mean by that, it's not the most shocking thing in the world to me because I had I did notice right out of the gate that he did not seem to be in the best shape. One hundred percent. And also, if you do remember, Valley at the end of the season, like had like turned to the camera at one point. I don't know when it was, but he said he's like he's like he needs to put the golf bag away and he needs to really work on his game and dedicate yeah. himself so like i mean even valley said it so 
that you know well to be it was i mean happened, that maybe might he be, maybe he could have said a, that with the influence of what's happened but it kind of sounded like in that context just in general nothing from no, before I'm, but, but well, yeah. what what i'm what i'm what i'm getting at is valley is very on the know in in that organization yeah. staple knows a decent amount of shit that goes on within those walls of MSG. So there's quite a few, if the, if two people are saying it, then you really start to question what's going on. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that that might be, it. it's probably true. Um, I mean, we, we've seen it and, and, you know, what Brett alluded to about the conditioning makes a lot of sense because I've seen that for sure. Um, because you don't really see him put together back-to-back like shifts or complete games and stuff. He does seem to run out of gas. Um, so I don't know. Um, I think. I mean, look what Kako did. Kako in the off season worked his butt off with a skating coach. I, he's not going to be an elite skater, but my gosh, it is so much better. Yeah, coming I mean, in, look, it was we, atrocious. We we agree on on, on it. I think I, I unnecessarily know how much more we could kind of go with it i just think that like it's it's worth noting at least you know yeah no i mean like look we we all say here about regarding the range of development they don't give them the opportunity it shouldn't be just they should deserve it starting from the bottom lines that you got to put them there they got to make the mistakes to learn what they have to do but if the kid's lazy the kid's but, lazy. right right exactly but it goes the other way also you can't do that you you have to put in your work and yeah, no, I, I mean, there's nothing really else to say besides that. I mean, it's kind of nothing that deep, but yeah, no, he, worth acknowledging. Well, we hope he gets the message. Yeah, we hope that they get through and he does put in the work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, listen, like if he is able to do what Kako did that offseason, I'd be very encouraged. But obviously, you know, I guess we'll see. But anyway, uh, I think we're wrapping it up here. So to the listeners, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you.